Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. My next guest is Jonathan Bates also known as Big Black Delta. Before I was introduced to John, I had been wanting to speak with a musician who had reaped the benefits and the rewards of psychedelics to talk to them about their process and also talk about this COVID pandemic that we've been in and talk to an artist about that. Well, as I like to say, ask and you shall receive. I was chatting with a good friend of mine and he's like, talking about trip on this and all these things he's like you know I manage a great artist and he not only has you know had psychedelic experiences but he actually experiences synesthesia which happens a lot on a psychedelic experience which is essentially when you can hear when you hear something and see a color or you know different senses kind of get confused and so when that when he told me about John I was like let me look into him. He sounds great. Well, I did. And I started to go on a deep dive of all of his music. And it is so cool to come away as a genuine fan of his work. I will link all of his music here. He's been on shows like The Sinner. He's just came out with a new album called Four. And during this episode, it was just so cool to hear his perspective, to talk about COVID and what this period is like for him. He's got an incredibly spiritual life and seeing how he uses that spiritual life to help him navigate this world, the creative world, how he creates, from what, from that place of creation, uh, how has it changed for him? And so it was really cool getting to know him, and I hope you guys enjoy. A couple things, as always, if you're not following me on socials, please do so. I will put all the links to Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, it will be there in the description And of course, if you are enjoying this, please share it out with your friends, your family, your loved ones. It is all incredibly helpful. And with that, please enjoy this next episode with Big Black Delta. All right. John Bates, also known as Big Black Delta. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for asking me. You know, before, before you came on, I just want to reflect and talk to you a little bit about trip on this and how everything has been so incredibly synchronistic for me in this whole process, particularly with my guests. And that includes you because before your manager, my mutual friend had introduced us, I wasn't as familiar with your music. And so to Mm. prepare for this, I have been doing a deep dive on you. And the beauty of this for me is not only am I so incredibly excited to speak with somebody who is as talented as you are such a talented musician in so many ways and and talk to you about of course we'll get into the psychedelics and everything else but that I also came away with just being a genuine fan and so it's very fun for me now to just have a new artist that I'd love to listen to dating back to your first album in 2013 with uh, Big Black Delta and Hugging and Kissing coming all the way up to I just watched um Air Conditioned Dork from your mm-hmm. album and really just watching the range and seeing your vulnerability and I don't know, the man behind it. It's just, a, it was such a beautiful invitation into who you are and 
I'm excited. I'm excited to get to know you now that I've that I've jammed out to you for a bunch of for the last like few days. Let's talk. Shit, that was a lot of kindness. Thank you. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's true. Like I seriously have been very excited about this. So cool. why don't why don't we start with for those that are not as familiar with you as well? How would you describe your music? What are some of you maybe your role models or influences? If I may. So, so like my generation growing up in high school, you were defined by the kind of music you listened to. So you had the metal heads and back then they called it hip hoppers versus, you know what I mean? And this was in Miami and that was your identity. And it's funny cause like, you know, it was, I think in the nineties <laughs> that, you know, we were, we were just there as a species that like, if you liked metal, and you bought the Britney Spears album, your friends would have dissonance, cognitive dissonance. You know what I mean? They just yeah. wouldn't be like, you know, like a human is a complex like, thing. What a poser. I'm just kidding. But kind poser of. Poser was the meanest thing you could say. I remember those days. Yes. I remember being called a poser because I had checkers on it and it meant ska. And I didn't really listen to ska and it just, that followed me. So. I, it does follow you, doesn't it? it does. Like it's 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 part of the imposter syndrome that gets uh, they join hands if you decide to do what you do for a living, which is get in front of people and essentially be judged. Mm -hmm. Because if you're successful, that means people like you, and if you're not, that means they don't. And so it's it, a lot of it. I just think was because our parents didn't know any better, and that's just how the things were. So when someone asks, like, what kind of genre are you? my response is like, I hope I have something to fit whatever real moments you have. Mm. And so in that skeleton, the flesh on top of it, I'm very capable of a, of a composer and, and musician that I can do all kinds of things on all kinds of instruments. And after learning how to do all those things, you, you learn that none of that matters. It's about the intent, just like, this dimension, if you will, like the quantum mechanics of things are affected by intent. And Dr. Thomas Campbell has proven that and it's been peer reviewed. And so it's like learning, sorry to go off on a tangent, but just learning that like, instead of music being this thing, like I'm going to be, I'm going to have metal and then you're going to be thinking that's awesome. And I'm going to buy it. and You're going to buy my shirts. It's more like, what can I do musically to make you realize that you are part of God mm. and you don't need a Messiah. You don't need anything outside of you. You, you came here complete. There's 10,000 years of, of programming of guilt and all these other things that were placed upon us. But at this point, like everybody is Jesus or whatever you want to use as a Messiah kind of thing. You, you, all of us are. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to make music that makes that part of you go like, hey, I would like to take over, not this fear-based thing. You are speaking my language, sir. I, maybe that's right. why to I be was... in, in the you know the law one. It's just like I've chosen after like an alcohol addiction that was very low vibrational and very disgusting to come out of it and be like I just want to be of service of others polarity mm -hmm. because you... there's just less entropy that way. Yeah, and I think you too. I mean, with your music from from you know what I've listened to, you're really speaking to like you were saying also with a range, like a true range of emotion and style. And I felt it, you know. And and speaking of like the law of one and just the yes, of course, that we all are God, right? And 
mm-hmm. divine source. I, without knowing, I had no idea that you uh, had a spiritual background like that. And maybe that's why I gravitated so much to the music because I- I mean, there is synchronicity feel. in these things. And, but you know, like, again, like the guy I referenced, like Tom Campbell, and I forget the other guy that actually came up with the mathematical formula to prove that this is 99.99999% of simulation in the sense that like, what our organs are detecting is not reality, reality. And, you know, the baggage that all of us carry, we don't have to have that. And when someone feels that for like 10 seconds and you're around them, mm-hmm. it's like choirs, you know, when somebody matches your, that, that non-fear, I guess is the ultimate thing that I'm going for is that, you know, in every micro decision that you make in life, it's either fear-based or lovingly based. Yep. And if your being is a collection of these little dip switches, you have a choice, but nobody let you knew, know that. I know. Uh, well, and it's just always... like a 10 year old thing, you know, like it's just coming out Dolores Cannon and all this other shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Are you, have you always, when did this understanding come onto your radar? Have you been creating from this perspective Dating back to 2013, is this more new? For yes, because that first record was me checking out. Like, that was me, like, I'm going to leave Las Vegas. I'm going to make some music for me. Uh, I was in a relationship with a heroin addict, and it was like, and I, you know, I'm just taking my responsibility. It was a messy scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I made music for me. And then in, and <clears throat> a funny fucking thing happened. It was just that everybody was like, I like this. Yeah. And, and so it's like, it's, it's the hardest, easiest lesson to learn to be just yourself. And then like the thing that you mentioned about my range, I mean, in the early 2000s, when things like that mattered, critics at very like prominent publications gave me shit for that, saying that I was lesser somehow because I could do more, you know, and it's everything was fucking back ass words. And, and what I'm enjoying now is this absolute Nobody can say shit to you about anything. Yeah, it's definitely. There's aliens in the sky. Yeah, totally. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's so true about the pigeonholing. And we are coming out of that phase. It does feel like you're, there's more of a celebration when artists are doing other things or actors, right? I remember when yeah. Jim Carrey, for instance, decided that he wanted to be a more serious actor. It just, the world didn't like it. We like to. Well, we we, like we all have that like monster drinking, thirteen year old bro in the John Malkovich wheel. You know what I mean? And the thing <laughs> yeah, is, is that like that's a hilarious analogy. Yeah, that dude or or chick saved you probably when you were twelve. You know, mm-hmm. by saying what you're wearing is stupid or you can't go out looking like that because everybody's going to think you're X, Y, or Z, right? And that works till you're about eighteen. Those feel like an eternity and you're, you're being wired for that. And so it's like everybody, hopefully people born after a certain year that they, they don't have this, but we have such work to do on our own self-criticism because that is 99.9999% of what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think if Putin really loved himself, he wouldn't need to fucking take over Russia and be a billionaire fucking evil man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, if you're a complete spiritual being and you know how to balance, and I say this from afar, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but like, it seems like if you're in balance, you don't want to take from anything. Right. You just want to be. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, there's just so much imbalance in the world. It's just very... This place might be, be for that, though. You, you mean Earth? Uh, yeah. Earth school. Of course. This is where we come from. Yeah, thir- third dimensional fucking... You know, because if you believe in the law of one and if you believe in Dolores Cannon on reincarnation, it's just that like, on some level we all chose to be here to get our asses kicked. Except, you know, we were given the ego, which is the, the mechanism in the virtual reality set that tricks you into believing you're not connected to anything. That's what the ego functions at. You know what I mean? And it's just like, so when you start going past that, as far as an, a being, what do you do? Yeah. And it's just like, things actually get simpler. It's just like, be nice all the time. I know. I know. I'm Not I'm, act nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the journey. I'm on that journey too of, yeah. uh, of the disconnection of the, that ego fear. Ego is fear, right? And like your soul or your mm-hmm. true essence is love. And it, it's such a good checkpoint though. Like you said, like every decision is based on one of two things. It is actually that distilled down. It is that simple that even I, I like to say this, like, any decision I make, if it's from a fear-based place or reactionary, I pause. Even if I actually want to come to the Such same, great training. Yeah. Even if I want to come to the same conclusion <clears throat> from a, like you said, vibrationally, from a vibrational standpoint, am I going to, I know that the how I feel right now is because I'm reacting out of some kind of self-preservation right now or some mm-hmm. kind of fear-based. When I take a moment and, and, you know, digest and whatever, I might still come back and say, I still need to say something, but it's from a completely different, from love, from a completely you're, different You're place. responding, you're not reacting. Exactly. And that's the higher you go in consciousness, supposedly, the easier that gets, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we were sent here to have a shitload of unfair. It's basically like AP high school. For souls. But they never and, but they never did AP high school, so it's challenging. <laughs> and, and you know, and there'll be people that'll be like, prove it. And then we'll show them the math and they'll be like, yeah, but and it's like your job while you're here is even before choosing whether to serve the self or the other, at first core is not infringing on anybody's free will. Mm-hmm. Now I found this when I realized that and I started choosing to behave in a certain way. Uh, people really enjoy my company a lot more than they used to. And I don't spend as much of my awake time bracing for something. Mm -hmm. So with all of this perspective, like for instance, you just released your album in 2020. Are there any, maybe not specific through lines, but things that really are tying into this bigger conversation about how you want to show up in the world and, and the music that you're putting out? Is there? Yes, because like there's, there's making music, which I was, I was doing, and everybody I know does it. It's, it's just part of the climbing up the ladder mm-hmm. of making stuff so that you like it, that's, so I feel better. Yeah. Right? That's, all, that's honestly and, what it comes down to, yeah. And some people function under that. Some people really do well under that. And, but the universe consistently reminds me that when I am just coming from a place of pure joy or truth, they're all going to laugh at you, guy. He even sits down. He's like, yeah, this is cool. We're having a good time. And 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 if somebody tries to hurt you, it, it doesn't work because uh, you committed to that moment or or what else or whatever. And so it just it, it's very different as a creator to come from a place of like, I need to make this so that I can get X, Y, and Z, so that I can feel complete as a human being. That's one way of doing it, and it works for a lot of fucking people. And they do great shit with it, and they should continue. Mm-hmm. But for my journey, it's been like every time I'm like, 
you're complete. Let everybody see that. What does that sound like to you? And you'll be safe. And that's what, you know, if you believe in oversouls or any of these other things, that's what consistently tell me is just like, you're good, dude. All you got to do is shine. But I'm 42, man. And it's still a daily, like I daily meditate and exercise and, and engage that muscle. You got to. It, and it is. That. You have to yeah. just like, you know, I forgot what the analogy was, but like you don't. It's like a, the human experience is a bucket with a little bit of like a hole at the bottom. It's going to leak out. Your job as consciousness is to get more water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And keep that thing full. Yeah. Again, when nobody shows you or talks about this and you've been raised to be afraid as a motivation, it just, and then you start applying it to art, to exercise, to walking down the street, to somebody cutting you off in traffic. You're just like, oh shit, I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really interesting with you bringing that up, not from the artistic side, but even with Triple Fist. In the first, because I've never done anything like this. I came from a marketing background, very corporate style jobs. I can't imagine a different. Oh, and I'm talking about psychedelics. I'm like, I, this could, this is the biggest departure that I've ever done. That's the hardest video game though is to be a real being in a, in a, in a setting like a marketing thing where you do have to be exceptional and you, there's gotta be something about you. That's why you're there in the first place, but then it gets compressed and cut off and nobody gives a fuck what you feel. I mean, that's like expert level level video game as far as like soul growth. Cause obviously you're here now because you were like, this is not fun. It took a while though. And it, and it took, because like you said, we're not told, we're not told that being constantly in fear isn't normal. That is normal no. for almost all of us, but that's not normal. But we all live in fear constantly. Anxiety, regret, shame, what, whatever it is, like it's all these stems of fear. And I was so, all my jobs where I worked at a big talent agency and then I worked in, you know, ad agencies and it, and it does, like you do have to grind. You do have to like be at a certain level and it, and there's a, and but nobody, and nobody ever behaviors. pulls you aside and goes like, Hey, you're doing a good job or like, Thank you. It's just like, what did you do last? Yeah. Yeah. It's both. It's like, they'll, they'll do that, but it's also woven into like, as long as you're doing, as long as you're helping them at the end of the day with like the bottom line and Mm -hmm. the amount of overwork that was there and, and just unnecessary as well. Unnecessary. That's because we don't create boundaries with like clients. And I'm realizing, you know, I'm, I'm having to also just create my own boundaries for myself, even the way I work myself, because I was just raised with this feeling that I had to work, I don't know, 14 to 15 hours a day to get to a certain level, to be promoted, to be ahead. And I carry that into this process for myself. And in some ways it was effective to getting it off the ground and learning an entirely new skill set and editing yeah. and all the stuff. But coming back to this idea of like creating in truth, I started creating in truth because I'm like, I only know how to be cat and I know how to talk about psychedelics and cat and what it's done for me. But then as I went along with it and saw, you know, what other psychedelic leaders are doing in this space and this and that, I was like, well, they don't sound like me. And I'm, should I be afraid? Yeah. Should I be afraid? Like I sound mm. different. I do this different. And cause I didn't actually like dive into what other people are doing. Cause I, I, if that would overwhelm me. Cause I'm like, I don't even, I don't know how to do what they're doing, but then mm-hmm. I would start, I started to play it safe, played it safe in what I said and played it safe in trying to be me, but also yeah, be somewhere in the middle. And I was really, if, if the word is tries in it, 
then you're not being yourself. Exactly. And so it was really after, you know, I want to say it's just, it's been a fairly recent journey. I did a five gram mushroom trip actually. And it was all leading up to this point where I was like, there's no way that this truly takes off with me trying to be anything other than absolutely myself. And even like, I've said some things that are probably like a little controversial about psychedelics. There's a lot of talk about mental health, which it should, but I also talk about the fun of psychedelics and the joy that I've ex experienced and how sexy they can be and these different things. And, you know, I can already feel like a little bit of that pushback. And then my fear response gets pushed back because they're like, I'm like, oh God, am I being responsible? Am I, am I not playing by the rules here? And I'm like, cat. And my, like you said, oversouls, my higher guidance is like, continue to stand in your truth. It's okay mm -hmm. that not every, everyone is not going to like you, period. Get, let it go. Let that go. Because if you're trying to appease everyone, you're going to appease no one. And that's the same thing I imagine with music. And it's, it's the most like, cliche thing until you walk through it and you're yeah. baptized of it. I was talking about this with a good buddy of mine, where like cliche is this double agent of truth. You know, first when you're young, you're like, I'm not gonna be like my parents, and you hear shit like that. Be true to yourself, even the dare fucking cop it. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, be true to yourself, and 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 we say these things. At least me, I say we. The arrogant man. I'm speaking for all of humanity, but I I, <laughs> I say it too. I, I I just passed. I just passed over those things, and again, nobody teaches you that, you know, because I had a you know a, a very Hispanic '90s upbringing. So there was a lot of bravado and tough guy stuff. And I'm not a tough guy. Like, so there was, there was a lot of pain, yeah. a lot, a lot of physical pain. And then, and then it, then at some point you think that's your job is to do shit like that. And so then you continue in your twenties looking for validation that it should be mean and it should be tough. So you're right. And it was just like, you know, the archetype and the cliche of hitting rock bottom. I had to do that. And it's been fucking way better ever since. Yeah. But, you know, like we are all and that's what's so great about this COVID thing is that it forced us all to sit in silence, man, which is essentially what meditation is. is. And, dude, most of us couldn't handle it. Yeah. That's not that's not the natural state of things. It's a You're good, supposed to have a good time all the time. It's a good segue because one of my questions for you was just about COVID. And, you know, I've been thinking obviously a lot about artists and how you guys particularly were impacted by this, not being able to play live music, play shows. How was it for you? How was the creative process? How was the- Oh, the creative inspired? process was amazing. I mean, I'm a bit of a hermit to begin with, so that kind of thing didn't really bother me, and, and creating was just fine. I mean, financially, it's like ruined me, so like, I don't know how this year is gonna end, to be honest with you, or if I'm just gonna be couch surfing again at 42. And, and so right now I'm going through wonderful lessons into choosing not to be afraid of that. Yeah. And being like, dude, you have all the skills you need. You're fine, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm lucky, because if everybody's suffered financially, so it's not just me, this isn't about yeah, me. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. But the, the creative process, you know, I'm lucky in the sense that I really enjoy writing. So I get up and do it every day anyway. And so if I was hanging drywall, when I got home, I would make music. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I've produced other bands for like nine hours a day. And then they're like, what are you going, where are you going now? And I'm like, I'm going to go home and work on my shit. And they're just like, are you fucking serious? It's like, I enjoy that. It's, yeah. but it took 38, nine years and 
boom to get to that place where I was like, look, you've got everything you need. There's no fear here. And that's every artist, whether you're a comedian, a painter, a chef, fear gets you out of the nest and gets you going. But, and it's beautiful in that sense, you know? They're not going to laugh at you. It's amazing when you're starting out because it'll make you work harder to be better at what you're at. But you have a choice as a conscious being to turn that off at some point. And I wish that we were all capable of doing that around 19. But because of how Western society is, we put all our pressure on 19 to 24-year-old girls mostly and boys. And it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's really fucked up because these are people that are still forming fucking their frontal lobe and then people attack them. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Kardashians or any of that world. I don't don't participate in it. So therefore, I can't hate it. But a lot of these people are being sacrificed at the altar for being ignorant. And ignorance is just time. Over time, you get less ignorant. Yeah, that's a a beautiful way of putting it. Exactly. The whole social media thing, just the way that what you said, like, they're all going to laugh at you or that kind of idea. I'm like, it's, there's a, it's getting past the culture of meanness a little bit. Because I love, I love, I don't love, but I love what this free Britney shit is bringing up where everybody's like going over the interviews and being like, yo, that was a teenage girl. That was a child. Yes. They said and so. we I- all, we all went along with it. So I'm not blaming anybody. Like that, like I said, in the nineties, we were low vibrational motherfuckers, dudes. Like we were wearing Jinkos. It was a bad scene. You know? Yeah, I was, I was uh, definitely, I was definitely living in the nineties. I was born in 86. So I was, I was, I'm, I'm born in 79, dude. You know, it's, so it's like, I was, I was, we were, we were not that fucking bright and we have evidence of it. <laughs> yeah, We have evidence of it. And instead of running from it, I'm, you know, and of course there's going to be people that are like, ah! and just let them. Yeah. That's their job in the universe, in the in the simulation. Let them, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, we are getting to that place where, like, you can't do that to people. Yeah. On one <clears> side, <throat> we're becoming a very sensitive society where it's almost, like, very overly sensitive in some ways where there's, uh, there's a lot of, like, cancel culture, right, is very, I'm not saying cancel culture is not a valued in some ways, but it's also, we can go to extreme places also with that. Yes, we are an imperfect beings, and but we live in a physical realm, and pendulums swing at first the hardest, and then they balance out after a while. Exactly. So, like, there is going to be bad examples, but, you know, that 5% can't overshadow or be a false, you know, straw man argument for the other 95%. They're telling the fucking truth. Like, you know, the, the, the Cosby thing, when that came out, you oh, know, I'm a yeah. survivor too. And it's just like, it broke my fucking heart. You know, I was just like, we're all on our own. We're all on our own. Oh, There's when, like, you know, he's like, off. I was like, okay, this is, this is, it's, I mean, all of that is, it's more around even just the, like around people, what people say. I was, you know, it's, just, it's a really good analogy of, I was listening to, um, it was, was it Joe Rogan and uh, Dave Chappelle? And he was talking about Eddie Murphy, speaking of 90s stuff. And he was talking about, what is that movie? He switches places. Switching places? You know what I'm talking about? Eddie? Yeah, it's, it was with Eddie Murphy and Trading Places. Have you seen that movie? Trade. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eddie Murphy is, you know, he doesn't want to do stand-up. And he's just really, like, I guess, you know, mortified by a lot of the stuff that he did in the 90s because of how, obviously, now politically correct it is. I forgot if Trading Places was the 90s or whatnot, but Dave Chappelle had made just a really good point because of, you know, I guess the attacks or whatever that 
that maybe Eddie was facing around these movies and around those times. And like you were kind of saying, like Eddie's, uh, Dave Chappelle's like, the thing is you can't take it out of context for the time. It doesn't like, that's where the attack. Eddie was from the future. I, I was alive then. It was like, you know, this guy was way ahead of the pack. Yeah. But like the, the, the studio system, it, that's, you know, it still is, but it was like the archetypal old white disgusting dudes with a cigar. They weren't going to let a black man fucking through. Not unless they made him, you know, do jump through the fucking hoops. And why don't you play a fucking, you know, homeless dude? He made money and then they let him go. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's how cops, you know what I mean? How cops treated people, like all these things that we are now having to face as a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Again, comes back to the simple question, which is, it's like, everything's turning to shit. Or this is how it's supposed to be. And I'm going to love and experience it while it happens and try to be kind while I'm doing it to others. Or I'm just going to take what's mine because nothing fucking matters. Both of them are valid. I I prefer the first. I definitely hold the highest outcome for, I just, I do. I think I actually have things protecting me from going that way. Because every time I try to be a bad guy and I have the, the consequences and I'm so grateful for Oh my God, especially since, you know, again, being born in 79, if my puberty stages were captured on film and able anybody to watch, oh, dude. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. It's uh, not going to, you're going to be in a lot more trouble before you get on the stage. Not even trouble. Not even trouble. It would just be like, you know, it, it's because it, I, I didn't do anything like it. It's just that everybody starts off like a glob of shit and it takes time to become a better person it and it's absolutely like absolutely does <laughs> it's so true it's so interesting to me because like as somebody who's 35 and now being someone who's more in front of people thank god it's mm. now thank god it's now not my me going to i don't know like my havasu days like when i was like in early 20s like just not that i was it's fine i love to watch my own evolution but i'm it took it took a second to get here. It took a lot of course. Of work I mean, here. if it was easy, if you believe in like uh, multiple dimensions and like that this has happened a million times before, it's like the, if, if you believe in that, then like there was a version where we were all like fucking dope. And the problem was, is that we sat around writing shitty poetry and fucking all day long. And then like the source or whoever made this thing to learn about itself was like, this is going to take for fucking ever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. let's, we got to speed this up. And and so like, uh, I choose to think about that as a token sometimes to help me like get out of moments. Like you don't have to really believe that this happened, but like if you're in a car and somebody cuts you off and in Los Angeles, you can die in an altercation in the street. But I also grew up with all this programming that like takes off before my intellect can catch up. Mm-hmm. So I've caught myself in positions that have been bad, you know, and, and, it doesn't matter, dude. I'm going to get to where I'm going at the same speed. I always show up at the same time. You know what I mean? And my whole life was the angry guy in traffic, even though I was trapped, you know? And so my earlier music and stuff like that, I feel like a lot of it came through that. And, you know, there was no roadmap. You had to make it. Had to make it. And now you're going to continue to make it. 
And I can understand the, the, yeah, you know, it's like, or you get to a point where you're like, I don't care. Like it's, it's, I'm not even afraid of death anymore in a real way. Like I'm stoked on what's going to happen next and what's going to happen after that. And what's going to happen after that. Like, you know, the one time I did DMT, I was ushered into a room that was complete darkness and I had been sheathed of all of John Bates, but I still had memory of self and all these other things. And some, they protected me. They were like, what the fuck are you doing here? It's like, if I showed up in your living room right now, you'd be like, you weren't invited. And they were like, you know, but they were like, just so you know, you're also living all these other things. And I was the frequency of orange light. I was a rock on a planet. I was a woman somewhere else. And I got sent back crying like a newborn baby, freaking out because my body had thought it had died. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, with LSD or mushrooms, um, I've done all that stuff and I don't even need it anymore. Cause it's like, I can, I know where I know what that feels like. So I can embody it now, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, we were talking about how do you feel about it? It's one of those things I could never recommend to somebody, but I'm so thankful I did it. DMT or all of that? Whatever your metaphor is, your physical metaphor, it could be DMT, it could be ayahuasca, which is DMT or, you yeah. know, Mushroom. wherever it is, you have to get there on your own without FOMO. So I can't say to you, like, listen, you have to do this or else it's going <laughs> to, oh my God, you know, like if I do that, then you're going to, I'm going to engage your FOMO. Yeah. I'm missing out on something. This guy's talking about God. I have to go do that. And if you go into those things with that attitude, it could be hell on earth. That's a really, you know, that's and a really so like wherever these things that we're talking about, the trick for people like you and I is not to tell everybody how great it is up here. Mm-hmm. It's just to offer them help when they ask you yeah. and when they're not enjoy where you're at. It's really hard because it the ego wants to be like, absolutely. I'm sure I'm very guilty. I have a whole podcast about psychedelics, but Coming back to it without creating FOMO. So now we know we're not just creating FOMO. Now let's just have a discussion for you, John, without the recommendation, of course. Has your psychedelic use impacted your music at all? Whether directly, indirectly? One billion percent. Oh, okay. Wonderful. How so? Okay. So, you know, I was at a, a music school in Boston and, you know, you don't realize you have synesthesia or you see these colors when you hear music. If you were born with it, it's not anything and nobody was talking about it. But then, like, you know, you do something like LSD that can augment certain things. And listening to music is now not listening to music. It's, it's a whole other dimension of experience. Anything to get you out of the third dimensional mirage that is this, at least I choose to view as a simulation, will help you if you're ready to hear it you know like everybody brings up the matrix thing and again it's cliche and all of us think of green and but like the 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 metaphor especially with philip k dick but i believe that dude lived all those things and his brain or whatever his tv receiver the hardware not the you know he was seeing all these things and he was going insane doing it but he told us about it on his way out you know yeah and and i do believe that like this is just hardware and before matter, before photons, consciousness is the most fundamental level of reality. And quantum mechanics is showing that over and over and over again, what your intent is. The quantum state, which is either left or right or center, right? Mm-hmm. Do you go positive? Do you serve the self or do you do nothing? So it all matches up, you know? And so like, if you're just the bubble in the air, the bubble doesn't have to freak out because 
the air is just going to be there when it's caught. You know what I mean? And again, when you start living your life with all these things running through your computer, so to speak, it just makes this existence a lot nicer. And especially for things like what you and I do, which is like we make and hopefully people buy it. There's no guarantee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like, like I said, it's just like after a while, you're like, it feels thankless or nobody gives a shit. I don't, I can't pay my rent. Why do I keep doing this? And it's just like, oh, cause you'd be doing this anyway, but so just right. hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you love it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, that's always whenever I would just try to overthink around how is this all going to work with the podcast and all this stuff. I always just remember that I'm like, I'm doing this cause I love to do this. And because I, you deserved joy. Yeah. And I also want others to you know, I, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to say this with, uh, because what you said is right. It's not like, this is the greatest thing, but it, an invitation that there's a tool if called that could potentially get you out of, yeah, look, my, my own kind of awakening really did happen because of psychedelics in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, but I was seeking, you know, is what I like to say is I was a seeker before, and then I found psychedelics and it wasn't just, the you, were, you were rewarded for being curious in the right way. Right. And so then it became a hyperdrive into learning. Ultimately, like a just a it felt like a like a, almost like a cheat cheat course, right? Like I I'm like would I have gotten here? Maybe. Maybe if I didn't have the psychedelic experience, but yeah. I yeah. I not not in this timeline. That's for sure. Like where I'm at, what I understand about myself, the trust, the love, all the stuff that you're talking about, I that's definitely was through a psychedelic experience and just accessing my own courage uh, is, has been well, very you know, part of that. Mankind, since even before recorded history, has always had catalysts to help them get there, right? It's not until the uh, American Industrial Revolution and then corporations being formed did we stop having access to all these things and then becoming taboo, which is another podcast that you could spend days on. Yeah. You know, that there is no cheating in this simulation that's and that's the programming that all of us got as these puritan from americans where it was that like oh my god i'm enjoying this i must be cheating which is the core algorithm right before before mom and dad before christianity before anything else it's i shouldn't be feeling this and that is the i don't like using the word but that's the problem and and if you can work your way in there and hang out with it and make it so that like, hey, by the way, what if everything works out? I mean, like, while we're discussing this, another thing that I found to be crucial is talk therapy with, a, you know, a licensed therapist that you trust and treating, finding them as a journey, you know, because all my friends that have failed at it, and including family members are just like, that person didn't make me feel right. And I'm like, I know it's like dating. Right. This is a very big thing that we're doing here. You're going to have to find somebody you, you resonate with. And that might be just the job for the first year. Yeah, that's a good, point. you know, Yeah. but take, if you need it, there's some people that just don't. And which is like, again, they serve their purpose and God bless them. But for people like me who took all these roadblocks that we're talking about that were programmed into me, mm -hmm. that was my life. You know what I mean? And I needed somebody to come in and be like, you can, you can let that go. Or what if this works out? Yeah. And I'd be like, what do you mean? What if this works out? What the fuck are you know that I, I would respond angrily. Yeah. It's like why waste defense. my time? Yeah. It's a strong defense. It's interesting. We don't, we don't, there's a, people say manage expectations a lot. Right. And 
Uh, I'm not talking about attachments, but to me, I'm like, there's this intrinsic, you know, for me, I'm like, no, I, I expect miracles now. I expect blessings. And I know I'll handle if it doesn't, if something doesn't quote unquote go my way, I always say it's for me anyway. That's, that's the big lesson for me now is I'm like, everything is for me right now. Even the things that aren't perceivably, my ego is not like down, but I'm like, this is all part of the, the greater plan here. But I just think that there's this, this natural thing, which is like manage expectations. Like don't dream that big because it probably won't happen. And I'm like, that is inherently to, at least from my perspective, hindering you because you that's, can only dream just, as big that, as you can dream. And if you don't think you can right. actually do it, then you're not going to do it. So it's- That's one of your voices trying to protect you. Yeah. And so it's like finding out what that voice, at least in my mind, because I have synesthesia, it's a very visual process. So I know the vibration and frequency of all these people and I've given them names. And when that person comes in, instead of being like fighting him, because again, he's he's like the monster drinking hat bro, like <laughs> yeah. braces and just nothing nice to say about shit. And he's just like, yo, this is gonna fucking suck. <laughs> what I do now is I hug him. I'm like, you might be right, but I get why you're doing this because I love you too. And he's like, oh, I just wanted to say that. That's all, that's all. And it goes away and it's a really fucked up thing. I mean, but that's what I do. That was my technique. And this myth of, uh, What's the opposite of surplus? I can't remember the word. Deficit. The myth deficit. This this is an infinite universe. There's infinite material. There's infinite money. The money that we use has been been since fucking Kennedy died. Has just been paper. Nobody gives a shit. It's not real. You know what I mean? Like we buy into these things, and I know I sound. I know how I sound right now, and I don't think you should not buy into them. We need to pay rent. I like air conditioning. You know, why, why shouldn't I have it instead of just being like, oh, look at Mr. Fussy Bridges. What you want, you want gravity to work for you, asshole. And it's just like, yes, I do. And I'm not an asshole and I deserve to be here. And it takes a long, at least for me, it takes a long time to get to that place truthfully, not the like Yacht Queen version that you do out for everybody, but the real version where you're like, I'm all right, I'm okay. I don't need it. And being gentle to yourself is the only starting way. And none of us know how to do that because nobody showed us. Yeah, gentleness is the key. I try to practice that all the time too, and you're right. But I think there's more conversations like this that are happening, thankfully, around gentleness and slowness and not needing to be so in control because you, if you are, like for me, I, you know, and again, this this really comes down to the way people are raised because I believe that, uh, there is a divine plan and that I am safe and that I am being mm-hmm. led to where I need to be and that I'm going to be okay. And that's the scariest part is trusting that, even though all the messages are like, yeah, I do that. And it's been working. You know, and again, the cliche thing, the word faith, I hate faith. this fucking word. No, but not, it's, it's it. Not because of what it means, but because how it's been misabused, yeah. you know, the word hope and faith and, and thoughts and prayers and stuff like that. Like, I just wish I wish I could do the men in black thing with everybody and be like, look, somebody hijacked the words and mutated the original function of these things. But faith is such an important thing, because otherwise, why not always be in defense mode? Right. Mathematically are, speaking, if we're going to talk about this all the way down to it, it's just like, if I don't believe 
that whatever's running this means ultimately more well and is not being mean. Because if I thought there was a cynical whatever overbeing or God or whatever, and none of this mattered, I, I don't know if I would be as nice to people. I know that right now I'd be like, why not? Because I just rather be nice to people, you know, but I have faith like you do. And definitions are important because everybody has different words for different words, but I have faith in the divine as well. And some people call it infinity or the universe. That's my divine plan. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's just like, I believe in that and that's faith. And so if somebody, because I can show you again, the math that shows that we can remote view and intention does change molecular states. You're still going to be like, and cause you just don't want to hear that shit. And cool. I don't want you to want to hear this shit, but I'm here. If you ever want to talk about it, Otherwise, we can, like, watch a movie. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And then, like, again, the importance is just to be the bulb that is bright and let the mosquitoes come to you and not try to this male energy kind of, if you will, that's been dominating the planet for the last 10,000 years, which is like this, you know, the forcing out thing. And we're all learning that, like, that sucks. We can't get rid of it but there needs to be more balance. Yeah. And I think you and I are alive for this soul puberty moment, so to speak. Soul puberty. And it's fucking weird. It's fucking <laughs> it weird. Is. And at the same time, aliens are in the sky and nobody gives a shit. Like I have a group chat with my two sisters and my mom, and these are very intelligent women. One's a nurse, one's a doctor, one's a lawyer. And I'm like, your brother was right for the last 15 years. I've been telling you about aliens. I called it big black Delta, you know, and they were like, that, what? wait, wait, big black Delta is related to aliens. It's the number one sided UFO is these big black deltas. And, and I got it oh, from yes. a million years ago. There was an interview. Oh, I would never use. Yeah, it, it was. There was an interview with Dan Aykroyd. He was just all frothy in the mouth and sweating because it was like badly lit. <laughs> nobody, nobody had put a foundation in him. And he's like, these big black deltas. And I was just like, that's awesome. <laughs> and and. You know, again, when I was in that state, it was just like, only use things that bring you joy, you know, because ask any musician coming up with a band name, what do we do? Ah, and it becomes this existential crisis that doesn't need to be. And it was like, I don't know. It just hit. You just heard Big Black Delta. You're like, there it is. Saw that the dot com <laughs> was open and it was done. Done. Every It all started coming down. The light show. I built a light show for it. I mean, I was playing, you know. 50 capacity rooms but like i built a fucking light rig like it was nine inch nails and it was like wow that was fucking fun in the shitty little shithole and it was like that's i'm safe here yeah yeah your some of your your music videos are just fun like you dancing got like funky style like i'm gonna post i'm gonna put some links i just like your performing style like it's very yeah, it's you. bless your heart it's you it's it's, it's bless your heart dancing and and it's like <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. It's bless your heart dancing. But, but you know exactly what I mean, I, which is 100%. all like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I can tell he's having a good time. So I choose to be like, cool. Bless you know your what heart. I mean? It, it is cool because I'm like, he is just doing it. He's just doing him. And like, that's right. cool. That is cool. Look, I spent my whole life trying to be Prince, like trying to be poised, trying to be like perfect and landing on the note. And it was just like, there's already people doing that. Your function is something else. And through a lot of work, pain, mostly failure, I'm lucky to get to this place where I'm having a good time. I mean, you would think after all of that, you should. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. You know, and I think that's part of what we're watching right now with a lot of Americans, that 40% that is just fucking angry. And they, they, they don't even know why, but they're just fucking angry. And it's a lot to, I've seen it in, in older white men too, is that these people are realizing that they were sold an American dream that never existed. And so you have all these old dudes that were like, I, I slept at the factory or I worked at this fucking, you know, whatever the fuck. And I never got to do what I wanted. And, and you have all these people that just don't know what to do with that. Yeah. It is sad. When you think of that like that. And uh, what I think is it's, it, it's a frustration that they can't be their true selves. Yes. Oh. They want to be little Nas X, but they <laughs> have been told they can't be little Nas X. It's like, if you look at little Nas X, he's having the time of his life. And we are all having the time of our life watching. Oh my Except God. What, what is that? What is that music video he just did where he plays the devil? Like, have you seen it? Oh, and, it and is. He, he just made a video making fun of Nike, like suing him for that's, it. That's so like it. he made that's this whole the video that, okay. So, okay. Yeah. It, it, it was maybe one before. The kid's 19 dude, or, or like 18 and he's just on it. He is that music video. You have to see it after it's, he got to, I don't know if he did a music video after it, but in the music video, I'm thinking he wore Nikes and it's so yes. politically Satan incorrect. Nikes. But you can feel the love coming from him. Like when he talks and he does things like this is a guy that's not going to hurt anybody. And you yeah. should see the tweets that people are hitting him with some hard shit. And he's just like, you know, and, and that's the only thing that you can do because ultimately it's this anger, this frothing anger that we're all seeing in the world are people realizing and not being able to say it out loud because they're afraid to, that they missed the boat on something, which is not true, but they can't have the conversation in a safe place to be like, you didn't fuck up. You're allowed to have fun at 65 at, with your diabetes and your racism. Just don't stay off Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a... like, like nobody's trying to stop you from being diabetic and racist. We just, you don't need to start fights everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're allowed to be whatever you are, but it's hard to do that if you think everybody else is having a good time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause I think about like coming back to the whole like psychedelic side, I, the people that I feel like could, uh, honestly, it could be some of the most challenging experiences. I imagine if you are in that state of fear and anger I, mm -hmm. I, and yet therapeutically done, I'm like, it could be like those types of, that's the type of shakeup where you're just so locked. That's what it is. That's what it strikes me as. Just so many people are just so locked. They're so locked. One of the most intelligent way. and talented, if I, if I say this dude's name, you'd know immediately. One of the smartest men intellectually I know. And he is in the same state that you and I are in right now, where it was like he was able to hook up a ketamine session, which is another version of this that we're talking about. I call them yeah. tokens. Whatever, whatever token you need to get there, it's just about going through the threshold. And so I was like, just promise to text me after the session. I just want to pick your brain. And then, you know, after the session, I just, I got a simple text was like, I forgave my dad. Wow. Right. And it's like, you know, the guy's been on the planet as long. I, and that just simple little catalyst made him free and made his, the spirit of his father free. Yeah. Is that cheating if they're both free? No, and, and look, and even when I said that, to me, it wouldn't be here. Like, there would not be magic mushrooms or DMT or ayahuasca or the ergot fungus. I mean, another made. topic, if you should really get into it, is mycology. Because fungi are fucking alien. I know. In every sense of the word. 
I know they, it's insane. They can actually, I'm, I talked about this with someone I can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure they can survive like flying through space. They can be in certain ones. Yeah. 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 And, and the other thing is that they, they commute, they use, it's kind of like avatar that, that movie avatar where they can just communicate thousands of miles. Yeah. Mycelium. Throughing, you know what I mean? And it's like, they vibrate at a frequency. That's not one that we can detect, but they're communicating. And that's like the internet. But with dirt and you, an alien. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen Fantastic Fungi? Is, is that no, but I'd like uh, thankfully again with synchronicity, they're everywhere. Those those documentaries about like fungi, and it's usually like you know with a little xylophone and a guy, and they get in zoom and real close. Like it's everywhere. So like, if you're a six year old kid right now, hopefully you'll see like, oh, this place is a lot weirder than mom and dad thought. You know what I mean? Uh yeah, it's way weirder. In the good way, though. I like weird. Oh, in, in, so. in the best fucking way. <laughs> yeah. No, Thank because God like, it's what weird. if? <laughs> and, and this is the thing that like I was angry about through my twenties. Like, if this is as good as it gets, why can't I just kill myself? Why do? I, why does everybody? Why do I, my parents have to suffer? Why is everybody going to be sad about it? I just like this sucks. Yeah. If this is just it, and it's like finding out, and then finding proof, finding math, then doing psychedelics, going to therapy, and for me, I found out oh, dude, this is just like one chip in the Pringle can. Like this goes on, I think, forever. Yeah. And, and like you and I are only accustomed to maybe say 5.5 senses. Let's say our pineal gland is getting smarter, right? But like mm-hmm. five senses and one of them can only detect one hundred thousandth of a percent of the electromagnetic spectrum. Like, just pink elephants flying through this room right now. Like that's awesome. So that like when moments growing up as a kid where I got beat up or jumped or all these other things. It's like, if I had that information, then I think I would have been able to adjust and pivot better than I did. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for the young people growing up now, because there are much more conversations like this going on. There was definitely not conversations like this happening in the nineties. Yes. The new age, I know the new age was starting, but I, it wasn't like prevalence like it is now. You know, I just had I talk like this to my niece, for instance, who's 19. And I remember just saying to her, I was like, what a leg up that, that you're already thinking of these things. And she's a musician as well. And she was thinking, she just said to me, she's like, you know, I don't know. She goes, I don't know what's going to happen with like music and, and all this stuff. She goes, she goes, you know, why I love music so much and, and artists is because of how they make me feel and what they mm-hmm. have done for my life and all the moments in my life that I've needed artists to get me through Mm -hmm. that breakup or those moments. And she's like, maybe I should just like create um, like what she liked, but just knowing that like she might help, even if it's helping like one person that they, that something that she's creating is helping them through their life that she's, instead of being like, am I going to make it? Am I, I, I going to make it? She's like, maybe I should just create, no, like get out of the way kind of thing. And the word miracle. See that to me is a miracle because that same child in 97, this is how it would come out. I would really like to make stuff. I know that that's not a possibility. That's not a reality. We all have to do what we have to do, but I just want to dance. Like she wouldn't even allow herself to think that it's just like already like, you know, and, and for her to out the gate, be like, get it and skip all the bullshit and just be like, I think if I make shit, shit will happen. Yeah. And it's like, whatever your motivations, but she's there already. I mean, it's like, again, it took me fucking until I was 38 to get that, Yeah, you know? And it's like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these next models 
have faster chips in them. And if you believe Dolores Cannon, they have extra strands of DNA in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, she might have three or four. Who knows? I'm, I would be thrilled if they do. My, all my all my nieces and nephews, they do feel like they're... Vibrating at a, at a different thing yeah, they, than you were just, expecting yeah. somebody that age to be. Yeah, me too. They're, and they're receptive to it. Like even my, my other niece, Avalon, is uh, she's only 13 and has like crystals and is into spirituality and all this stuff. And she's also a mega talent. And I'm like, dang, like you guys are just setting yourself up for such success just the way in which that are working with energy and like just having this symbiotic relationship with energy and not see i needed to hear that today you know because like it was just like sometimes i'm just like we're not getting fucking anywhere you know what i mean but then you hear from somebody else it's like yo this kid is just like i don't know what to tell you i don't even know why they just there's a higher frequency going on there and it's like thank god yeah little star coming seeds. at the perfect like, time feel like you couldn't, you couldn't have come at a more perfect time again if you believe in the dolores canon it's like maybe that's what's happening here you know like yeah. souls that know what to fucking do with these people are coming in hitting the ground running and it's just like you again you and i get to be alive and watch this so like in four years if she's 19 she might i don't know what her first expression is but like it might be like this both you know what i mean yeah we're alive for it. Yes. And, you know, again, I know I sound like a hippie. And if you had known me in my 20s or 30s or anybody that's watching this that knew me then, they're sitting there going like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Seriously? You know? But, and, and, but eventually everybody but, gets to the moment where they're like, oh. I, I was mm, like that too. This is, this is not like how I used to speak. If I heard myself before, I'd be like, okay, cat. What, <laughs> what happened here? I was like, no, 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 trust me. This is the better side. <laughs> things got yeah. better even though i sound different than i used to um, but i'm so glad you made those mistakes you know because yeah. like the worst kids are the ones that are sheltered the most and and, and and it's good that you were able i mean another miracle uh at least for me not for you but like to act like a shit and have distance and have changed and now i love that guy i love that boy yeah. that acted like a piece of shit then because he just did what made sense to him then and to get that far, at least for me, yeah. is a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was the guy you sent in to like ruin it, you know, because <laughs> it was just like, I, no, because I, I could be professionally pessimistic mm -hmm. and not enjoy anything. So I would have these like milestone moments and people around like, aren't you stoked? This is on the radio. Or this is on TV. And I'd be like, I was expecting more. Yeah. And you know what you do to people who are around you like that? It's just like you're a vampire. Yeah, you just suck that. because like what you you need you just crave I, I need something to make me feel better and when the mirage lifts up and you're like no no you came completely full packaged yeah that's that's the beauty i have to always say that to myself i'm like cut you're living you're living the dream right now you're living your dream it's not mm -hmm. i'm creating i yes i am creating my dream but i'm also living it right now currently exactly as it is like I always think so to create something and live this. it that makes you a god yeah right. i mean as we are again i know i know how i sound when i say this but it's like factually fucking true you know yeah you are manifesting reality dude right. like that's what gods do yeah it's very true so okay how are you gonna what's next or big black delta you're manifesting your reality what would you like to see happen right now what's next i'm seeing it you see perfect oh, for me i'm i'm making music every day i'm gonna put out a new record Probably next year, I have a show September 22nd in Los Angeles, which cool. should be fun. I um, definitely want to come. So, when is it? Uh, the, the 22nd of September. Okay. Some things I can't talk about, thankfully, but like, 
I'm like you. I'm just watching how this. Uh, and the other thing about a life as a musician, you know, somebody's like, where do you see yourself in five years? It's just like, let's not do this. Cause it's like, I don't know, you know, cause how you're, re- you're received as an artist has nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would never ask you that by the way, because if I would not like anybody asking me that question, I'd be like, I don't know wherever God wants me to go. <laughs> I've got, no, I know, I've got I, some ideas. I know, I know you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> say that, but, but it's, you know, there are those archetypal like interview questions, which is like, what are your next plans? Which makes sense because if I was listening to it, that's what I would like to know too. And my answer to you is that like every time I've tried to think that way, it's blown up in my face. So I know as much as you do. So you got what's in front of you. Okay. But that's, but that's what I want to know. You got a show coming up, got an album you're working on. You've got what's in front of you right Mm -hmm. now. You're, you're doing your, your stuff and you'll see. And then this, what you and I are doing, how to do that more and be of service to, again, just show people what resonating at this looks like and be like, if you ever want to come, I'm here to talk to you about it. And yeah. that's like, cause music, I feel like Mickey and Fantasia, I can do anything and I can go to it and leave it alone or whatever. But like moving forward is like, how do I do that? And this, what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. which is making people know that they're complete and they don't have to think the way they, yeah. you know, whatever that was for you. Keep doing this then. Keep uh, calling in uh, these types yeah. of discussions. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for this conversation. I had no idea what we were going to talk about, and you were talking everything that I think every day of my life. So thank you. If you you haven't gotten hit to Tom Campbell, I haven't, and I will check him out. After this, just, you know, YouTube Tom Campbell, and I don't know, now I call him Daddy Campbell. Okay, I like (laughs) Daddy Campbell. I'll call him that. (laughs) Yeah. No, because he's got this very like patriarchal, calm thing. And this is a dude again who's a physicist. And he's the guy that is, you know, proven about, you know, remote viewing and stuff like that. And and just listening to him answer questions is amazing. Because you'll get a lot of people that are like, and the way he just it's or not. No, I'm gonna check him out after this. I'm gonna check him out. See, I, again, I like I don't want to make it a FOMO thing. But if you if you end up on him, it's awesome. Okay. I'm, uh, you, you didn't try to do FOMO, but I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to check him out because I'm just always somebody who's curious and always seeking. So I look forward to it. I enjoy him very much. I think you will too. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate your time. I hope you continue talking about this. I can't wait. Hopefully I'll see you at your show. Likewise. It will be awesome. And for everyone. Stay hydrated. Yes, absolutely. And for everyone, as always, trip on this.